Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Um, this one, I was traveling during the recording, and um, so I apologize in advance for the sh- terrible audio, um, but hopefully you like it. Thanks. progress all right about time man sorry for the delay so, y'all yeah so it's nate's fault because he it is 100 percent my fault uh just to texas all over the world i'm into texas <laughs> just 15 and a half hours away it's fine <laughs> although so, i did it with three kids in a yeah, minivan that my beautiful wife fell in love with and is now looking at prices on minivans to trade in cars it? it was a chrysler pacifica oh yeah Dude, yeah, it was it I was pretty ste- it. it was pretty steezy, bro. Like there were some pretty yeah. there were some features that I got a little used to. Like did it have the okay. Yep. This was the, the little shifter. Yeah. The little yeah. little dialer thing. Dude, so it's like you you sweat your balls off in Texas. Like it is so sticky. So like it had the remote start so I could like fire up the AC from inside mm-hmm. the house. Like I could open the doors for the kids. It was pretty steezy, bro. Uh, you know? Yeah, so when I was in, when I was here and when I was doing the thing with the Saudi air force, yes, I was driving those a lot. <clears throat> and like, some of them are like really, really nice. And Dude, this, they have like, this all one kinds was really of, nice. Like most of them come with leather. I think most of them are leather. Yeah. It was like leather. I mean, the, the biggest the selling windows point roll for... down in the back in the dude. Yeah. The kids love that. Yeah. When it was at night, we'd roll the windows down. They're like, dad, dad, turn on the window. Let's roll the windows down, roll the windows down. Um, dude, but the biggest selling point for us and our family was the captain seats. All the kids the couldn't touch each other. They couldn't yep. touch each other. Liam had his spot. Arya had her spot. Jaren had his spot. And it was like, we didn't hear fighting. It was just, they were in their own zone. They did their own thing. And it was, yep. like, she's like, I need captain seats. Like yesterday. She's yep. like, trade your tra- trade the Tundra in. We don't need it anymore. I need a, I need a minivan. You can't I said, a uh, with a minivan. We still go camping, my dude. You know, camping a minivan. Uh, yeah, dad, learn a book, bruh. Yeah, it's for real. Hopefully, she listens to the other side of this. Hey, Macarena. Yeah, dude. But I was, bro, dude, Liam wrecked me on this trip, bro. Okay, God used that little human being to destroy me driving home from Texas, bro. Like, spoke through him. It was the craziest experience, bro. So, we're driving. Know. It was driving. I don't know if you've ever driven in a storm in Texas before. Like it's like right, real. I live in Oklahoma. I mean that's true. Okay, so you're 100 percent for sure. So like the rainstorms there are like no joke. So I'm like, for, I mean, I live in Arizona. I don't need to know how to work the windshield wipers on the minivan, right? So I didn't take the time to fig- to figure it out. And we're driving home. It was overnight. It was probably like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And we're driving out of Fort Worth, and we hit Abilene, Texas, because we're taking the tent. Abilene. We, Abilene, whatever. Abilene, Texas. And we hit it. And it's like, it was like three. Dias Air Force Base is at. Okay. All right. So you're familiar. So 
It was like three sprinkles and then it was a wall of water, dude. It was insane. Crazy, crazy weather. And I'm just like, oh, snap, dude. Like, this is like real, like, right quick. And I don't know how to work these freaking windshield wipers, dude. So I ended up pulling off the freeway. Like, like I was trailing behind an 18 wheeler for a minute and like Jaron's kind of high anxiety in the back. And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared. I'm like, nothing to be scared of, dude. We'll figure this out. If anything, we had to sit and wait. Like, dude, wait this man has got 9,000 airbags. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're good, man. So we told him, like, dude, if there's something to be scared of or, or worried about, I'll tell you. And he's like, okay. And then we, we leave, like get back on the freeway. Cause I stopped to figure out how to work the windshield wipers. So I figured them out. We get back on the road. And the windshield wipers like are going as fast as they can. And it's not clearing water fast enough. Like it was just super, yeah, super yeah, heavy so rain. So like, we're just, I'm tailing behind an 18 wheeler and it's like, starts to rain really heavy again. And Jaron's like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of scared. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little freaked out. And Liam was kind of making fun of Jaron. He's like, I'm not scared. Cause my dad told me, my dad said not to be scared. So I'm not scared. And dude, in that moment, God like shattered my heart, dude. I heard God's voice say, if you trusted me, like he trusts you, no matter the storm, how would your life be different? Dude, I'm weeping. I'm like crying in a freaking torrential downpour, dude, just weeping. Just my heart was broken, dude. Like God just, just spoke straight through that little kid and he just wrecked me, dude. I'm like the whole way home, just thinking about it. I'm like, dude, yeah, no matter the storm, like how would my life look different if I just trusted what God said, period, it didn't yep. matter the circumstances. It didn't matter what was going on, where I was looking, what was, what I was feeling, nothing. It was like, if God said it, I'm going to believe it and a story. And I was just like, like nasty dude, like snot bubble crying, driving in the middle of freaking nowhere, Texas. And it was, dude, it was, it was awesome. So then that just kind of started this like whole thing I want to talk about is like legacy. Like, what's that mean? You know what I mean? Like, how does that look? what what's the legacy we're leaving behind dude and wow oh dude i like so many thoughts on what legacy could mean like i mean even like before christ like i always had this thing in my head like oh leave a legacy like what would your life is wasted if you don't make a difference somewhere like you just wasted Mm -hmm. your life and um i think it changes a little bit differently now even in like pursuit of Jesus and followers of Jesus, like that, that word legacy, uh, changes meaning a little bit. Um, but that was like kind of what we talked about in our, like the, you know, Thursday Bible study and like the muster last week from survivors of war. And like, really just thinking about what would that mean? And how would that look if you left a legacy, you know, it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting thought. So I want to hear your in your head right now because we haven't pre-talked about any of this at all. Like when I say legacy, what's your definition in your head? Um. So like, yeah. So the main thing that would come to my mind is like, what I've always thought about is how many people are going to go to your funeral. That's good. Okay. Like that. That and to me, that impact on the way that you impact other people's lives will dictate whether or not they attend your funeral. Yep. Right. Yep. So if you're, if you don't impact anyone's life or if you do, and it's not in a good way, obviously they're not going to go to your funeral unless they're like, yeah, he's got a middle finger in the sky, you know? (laughs) So, um, but to me, like, to me, like the biggest thing would be like, yeah, like in a nutshell, it's how many people are going to show up to your funeral. Like what did you do to impact people's lives in a good way? 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I only know a handful of people who like really don't like me and that's not anything that I did is just because they're ridiculous. So yeah, not a concern of mine. Yeah. But, um, I made it to a point where like, I don't, I'm not concerned with the way people think about me. So, I mean, yeah, you get to that point. I think the older you get, the more you just don't care. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I'm kind of, I've been like that for, for a while just because it doesn't, it doesn't benefit me to worry about what other people think, you know? So, um, like Aaron has the opposite problem. Like she cares that people like, not like actually, but like it impacts her. Like if someone doesn't Mm -hmm. really like her or whatever, she doesn't know Mm -hmm. why. And she's like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. It starts the, what did did I do wrong? Like, why do they perceive this or exactly? Yeah. So I was, I was telling her like, why do you care? Like it has zero impact on your life. Yep. If they Unless never talk to you again, yeah. who cares? Your life is probably for the better, actually. Yeah. So that's that, good. That's, so good. that's, that's kind of bro. where I'm at because like there's a, so I, I have few friends, like, yeah, I don't know, three or four that mm-hmm. I talk to on a regular basis. Yep. And that's fine with me. But like I have plenty of acquaintances that I'll talk to on a, you know, whatever basis, you know, just, you know, whenever. So if I see someone like, hey, man, what's going on or whatever, like, but I'm not texting them every single day or weekly, you know, stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that it all kind of comes into play because it's like I don't want to I don't want to trouble myself with trying to impress people yeah and a lot of times that's what people want which is kind of a bad thing yeah i mean look at like what i mean even jesus said right he's like you know are you gonna like pray in the in the temple square out loud and and it's like he's surely you have your reward like if your motive is that only like yes there's no heavenly reward. And even if you're doing good things, right. And so that was kind of what I was thinking, like, man, okay. How many times has the whole focus been on how do I make an impact? So people think this or perceive this and um, dude, and I, I, let's find out where that scripture is exactly because it wrecked me the last time I read it. Let me see this. Hold on. Please, please hold. Please hold. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Un momento, por favor. But it's basically Jesus saying um, that is their reward. Talking about the Sadducees and Pharisees. Let me see if I can find that. Is that like the one where he's talking about like praying in your uh, room with the door closed kind of yeah thing? yeah 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 i think it's in matthew 5 a pro properly properly no that's not it okay regardless um is yeah he's talking about like you know go into your room and pray however like basically spend the time 
in in the secret place and then you'll be rewarded openly but matthew if you're six. doing uh matthew six 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 matthew six, you pray, six go into your room close yes. the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you yep and then the 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 you know the 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 reverse of that is doing those things out outwardly so the intent is to you know oh yeah be six seen. five so yeah, six to, five is that one okay so those who to pray be, to be seen by others their only reward will be the adult adulation of their peers yeah Luke eighteen nine fourteen does the same thing Perfect. that's the one with the yeah. Pharisee I think that you're thinking about yeah so in the Gospels that's what it talks about exactly like really the heart motive, like what's the motive behind, I mean, legacy, what's the motive behind praying? What's the motive behind doing even the things that, you know, look outwardly righteous. So like, for instance, you know, for my, from in my own experience, like I was doing a bunch of ministry, you know, prior, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 years ago, like all the ministry that I was doing was, was, you know, appeared on the outside if you were looking retro you know retrospectively and introspectively on the outside looking in it appeared to be great it appeared to be what god's called me to do to be righteous to be oh yes this mighty man of god and but really the motive in it was just to be seen as that you know to be perceived as a as a as a man of god with no real intention in my heart of i want to know you more jesus and i want to become more like you like the, the, I, the, it was almost like doing the ministry things was because that's what I was supposed to do rather than the ministry things were an outpouring of a relationship with Jesus, the nearness to Jesus. Um, and I think like, even when we're talking about legacy, the intent of what legacy should be is an outflowing of the nearness you are to Christ and almost like our mindset needs to shift a little bit from, am I leaving a legacy to if I'm doing these things to honor Jesus and everything, it naturally will overflow a legacy that people will talk about. Because if you're like Jesus and you're being Jesus here on earth, like we're commanded to be to search and, you know, to search out and seek and save the lost. If you're doing that, not because you want the accolades of doing that, but doing that because that's what Christ wants you to do. And it's coming as an outflowing of an outpouring of being close to Jesus. It's naturally yeah. going to leave a legacy. People are going to talk about how many people were impacted at your funeral based on you serving Christ and loving people the way Christ loves us, right? Loves the church. Um, when my motive, so over the last like two weeks, I've really been thinking about what that means to be, because it really like, that's probably my, what has been my biggest fear is, you know, getting to the end of my life and looking back and there's not a single thing done that would leave a legacy for my kids or for people that is an impact on people is yeah. like wasting the life that Christ has given me has like kept me up at night before. And now is really this thing in my head is like, Christ, I want to honor you so much and live for you so near. I want to spend so much. I want to be like the, the apostle John that I'm so close to Jesus that I know what his heartbeat, he, like it, the sound of his heartbeat is that that's what people see. 
Like that's the legacy that I live is in that nearness to Christ. I've helped people and love people the way Christ loves his church. Not conditionally, absolutely unconditionally, absolutely pure, absolutely no false motive. I don't want to do anything nowadays that is not of the motive of honoring Christ. That's it. Like, I don't want to go out of my way to help somebody. Oh, that guy owes me a favor now, you know, or, oh, I'm going to do this for that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you money here in expectation of receiving something there. I mean, even like down to the prosperity gospel that we're, that we're given is, oh, sow your seed of faith and God will do this. Yes. The Bible, it's the only place in the Bible. God asks you to test him is in tithing. He says, Watch me not do exceedingly more pressed down, shaken over, shaken and running over more than you could ever anticipate and ask for. But it's that's not why we tithe. We tithe to show our submission first and foremost to Jesus. And if blessing comes, awesome. But it's in the act of submission. That's the, that's the blessing, right? You do these things. Am I doing these things for what is my motive? Is it for being seen? By somebody else because i mean christ we just read it christ said there is that is your reward is them looking at you there's no of yeah. no heavenly prophet and i feel like we get into a dangerous place if you do church often or even if you get into like a leadership role at a church always be mindful and always be auditing your motivation am i doing this thing because that's what you're supposed to do and this ministry can't function without me and blah blah the list goes on or is this, man, I, I love Jesus so much and he's done so much in my life that I want people to love and honor Jesus because of it. That's why I do ministry. That's why I serve in my church. That's why I do these things. Or is your, the heart motivation, I want people to, to see that I, I love Jesus. I want people to see. I want people to perceive it changes, it changes the, the game a little bit, at least for me. So the last couple of weeks, I've really been thinking about is my motive to want to leave a legacy? Is it selfish motives? Is it because I want people to talk about me after I'm dead? What are they going to say at me, say about me at my funeral? Or is my motive, God, I want people who that, that met me to have experienced you. And yeah, I can't say that I've apprehended said subject, but I've really been continually auditing my, my motives because you know no one else can know your motives but you and god right like your motives really lie deep within your soul and spirit and continually to ask yourself and ask myself man what am i doing this for is this for earthly like puffing up or is this for as an out outpouring of who jesus is to me that makes sense yeah, I mean, like, so in, with your motives thing, that kind of comes into play. I was going to ask if, like, if you're, if, if someone's whole purpose of reading, I mean, I guess, it, I don't know, if someone's whole purpose of, for, like, reading the Bible and going to church and doing all this stuff, like, just trying to be, like, in pursuit of Jesus, if their only goal is to get to heaven, is that, like, selfish? Is that, like, doing it for the wrong reasons? Um, I think, I think that is, I mean, because it says everyone who's confessed 
Christ and is submitted to to the lordship of Jesus, that's of no choice. I mean, okay, no one has come to Christ without the Holy Spirit first drawing them in. And then it's our, our free will gives us the choice to choose to submit to the authority, the authority of Jesus, submit our whole life, mind, body, and soul to Jesus or not. Um, but I feel like if your whole is like, if your whole reason why you, you are pursuing Jesus and going to church and, and I mean, and really just punching your bus ticket to heaven, you miss the whole point of what Jesus came to earth for. Like, yeah, you get there, you get to heaven, which is our eternal reward. Right. But these people, I think it's like these people who they're, are so sold out for Jesus that their, you know, their expectation and where they're aiming, it's almost like this pauper mentality. Amanda and I have been talking about this. Um, she's reading this amazing book. I don't know what the name of it is. I'll send it to you and put it so you can put it in the link or description or whatever. But it's talking about. Oh wait, she got it right here. She she listens cool. to I'm me. Set. It's the supernatural ways of royalty by Chris Valerton and Bill Johnson. Um. Yo, this book, I haven't even read it. And what she has said to me has like exploded my brain. Um, But what they're talking about is a pauper mentality. And that comes through even when your whole goal in confessing Jesus is to get into heaven. It's because you somehow don't think you're worthy enough for anything more than that. And guess what? Jesus came and died on that cross to reinstill your heavenly worth. And also this pauper mentality goes into believing that God could not entrust me with the big enough call to change a nation. And what Bill Johnson and, and these guys are talking about in this book is why have we allowed ourselves? Why have we stopped aiming for the stars? And you know, this, this movement in my heart, this, the, the Jesus I serve, I want to see, I want to see giants of the land fall the the giant of this whole woke movement i want to see all these things that are standing in the way of christ it, it, coming back right the the principalities and kingdom of darkness all the stuff that you just are surrounded with everywhere right like you can't go down the street and not be force fed some sort of hypersexual ad on tv or on a billboard down the street or hey come over here right over here step into my my Zen garden cannabis shop and, you know, receive enlightenment, all this stuff, dude, drunkenness, debauchery, drug addiction, suicide, all these things in our world. Why are we not believing that Jesus can and will kill the giants of the land? Guess what, dude, David, look at King David, bro. He was a, he was a herdsman. He was a shepherd. He spent all his time with animals because he was the least of his family. What happened, dude? The Holy Ghost got a hold of him. The God, this fire rose up to honor God and he slayed, he slayed Goliath. Why are we allowing our mindset to just get to heaven? Jesus, is com- Jesus said in, in Matthew, right? When it talks about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. Heaven is. Christ is asking us to pray heaven to earth. 
And if you don't think that the kingdom of God can overthrow the kingdom of darkness, you're just punching your time clock. Oh, I get to go to heaven. That's not what Christ died for, dude. He he got he died for us to be the vessels in which heaven encounters this fallen world. And that's what our job is supposed to do. So I think the the mentality of the pauper really has subverted the mighty righteous call of men and women of Christ to bring about radical change here on earth. And it's this mindset of somehow we don't think that God could use us to, to, you know, turn a nation upside down. It comes back down to, Oh, I just, I just, you know, I'm just this lowly person. I'm just this, how could God's, you know, save me? It's like, brother, Christ came to earth, died on that cross with your name on his heart and his mind. And guess what? He, it's, it wasn't just to get you a ticket to heaven, but he came to restore you to your, to, to your heavenly authority and heavenly ability to bring heaven to earth. Like we're, that's our commission to seek and, you know, it says make disciples of all nations. If people realized the power that lies within them, it's like, there's no junior Holy spirit, dude. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the one that resides in us. We have the ability to cast out demons, heal the sick and raise the dead. That's in us. Why is the Western church? We don't believe that. It's like we have somehow undermined our, our authority on earth thinking that it doesn't apply to us. Like, the kingdom of darkness has subverted the, the mentality of, of in particular Americans. I mean, on the, in the Western church, you don't have to convince people in Africa that the demonic exists. Yeah. They see it, dude. There's a witch doctor down the street. That's going to summon a demon to try to heal him. That's around him. And guess what? If someone comes and says, this Jesus I serve is stronger than the demonic you see. That's why people are like, whoa, Jesus, you are it. And in, in Africa, yeah. you're seeing radical healings happen. You're seeing the, the demonic cast out. You're seeing radical freedom come to people. It's because they see what darkness is and they're given a way out, which is Jesus. Satan did, dude, the biggest trick ever here in the Western church, bro, is convince the world he didn't exist. And now guess what? Look at Target, bro. What's on their pride line of clothes is satanic imagery that's yeah. right in front of our face. It says, you know, there's one that's got a picture of Jesus with a Bible, and underneath it says six six six. On the freaking one of the shirts that says Satan loves your pronouns, bro. Yeah, it is right in front of our face. I mean, that's a lot the of, uh, people are upset about that. Yes, like Aaron's I mean, like, whoever oh, now I can't show up at Target anymore. Yeah, that's same with me. Kind of, she was kind of upset about that that aspect. She's like, "This is ridiculous." And like, I just had a conversation with one of the dudes at this education fair I was at. He was from Purdue Global, the college, and he's a retired um, army lieutenant colonel, and he was retired LA LA police officer. Um, he was a, I guess, he was a chief of the police department there. And he was, that's, I mean, he was kind of talking about that because I brought up um, a story from the last night at the bar downstairs and it was like completely weird, like so ridiculous. And people were talking about how like it's just getting shoved into the kids. I mean, we've, we've talked about this 
plenty of times, but yeah. Yeah. So he was just like, cause I was kind of caught off guard by the conversation last night that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going like, I, because first of all, because of the, where I'm at, like I'm in the Trump hotel. Yeah. So you'd be like, you would assume that anyone who is <laughs> vehemently against him and his beliefs would not be staying whatever, in his facility wouldn't yeah. be staying in his hotel right so when i you know so the conversation came up and I, I can talk about it after the break but i was just like really like what what is going on like why is this this is so weird so yeah but anyways it came up and it's all like very ridiculous and it's being accepted in the military and that brought up part of the conversation from last night and i'm like i'm i'm so confused like why is this why is it why is this a thing like you're you're being so silly like that's <laughs> it's like i feel like i'm i feel like i'm taking like a, a, having a conversation with someone who is like three years old like well they were colorful and sparkles and stuffs and it's like i don't understand why you're an adult and you don't understand you don't see what exactly is going on yeah like how many adults are like whatever it's not whatever man like because you're yep. you're sexualizing children yep you're openly advertising for satan yep. and it's like and a lot of the LGBTQP, LMNO, SWR, yeah, the alphabet soup, yep. They and a lot of them don't even aren't even like okay with it, like, and what's going on with Target and with the stuff that they were selling because like, just because that they're in their thing, they're not, they're they're not like anti-Christian. They're not. Yep. They're not like pro Satan, mm-hmm. and the fact that it was kind of like a two and one yeah this is now guess what this is what everybody is they're like um this is silly bro but yeah this whole thing is silly and dude at, like we talked about a hundred times before this break cuts off jesus calls us to love period i don't care yeah. what affiliation you are what part of the alphabet you want to associate with jesus called me to love you guess what you got a place in my home that's what christ calls me to do that's it so let's hit this break before we get cut off, my friend. We're going to get cut off in three, two, one. Recording in progress. It's in progress. <laughs> get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so like, so anyway, so I go down to the bar and I'm like, I got to get some food. Because like I have a food budget per day. It's a hundred bucks, which is generally hard to spend a hundred dollars in food a day yeah but it's not here yeah that's like two meals bro three meals maybe yeah so all that food that i just ate was 18 dollars. and you ain't gonna eat again for a minute i'm probably not gonna eat again tonight i may get i may get a salad get it because i have a pretty good greek salad downstairs but <clears throat> anyways so i'm like at the bar and i got a burger it was like one of the cheapest things. It's still like 25 bucks. And so I'm talking to the bartender for like 
two hours because we're talking about like EMPs, survivalist stuff. Yeah. He's like, you know, all this other crap. So then this lady, she's in her mid to late, maybe mid forties, mid to late forties ish, maybe. And her dad and this other dude with her dad. Her dad is like a retired Navy lieutenant commander, which is a lieutenant colonel, basically. And sorry, let's take a break. Um, and so she's like talking. She heard me say something. I don't remember what she said. But because me and this dude, this me and the dude are on the same page. He's like, his buddy's a former Navy SEAL. He like trains at this jujitsu school down here, which I've never heard of, but it's whatever. So we were talking about jujitsu and basically everything. Yeah. And then we're talking about like EMPs and how like if something goes down while I'm here, then I'm like kind of screwed because I got a Tesla and then Aaron's in Phoenix and then Andrew's in Idaho. And it's like, yeah, you're super spread. Yep. Yeah. So we're talking about like the, the way the world is and how like our military is really weak. And she like heard military and she's like, uh, what did you say about the military? I was like, <laughs> okay. She was like, well, she was like, uh, she was a seat. She was one, one chair away from me. So she heard me talking to the dude, the dude was standing right in front of me leaning because I was at the edge and he was like sitting, like yeah. leaning against the edge and we were talking. So she's like, what, what did you say about the military? And I was like, well, it's just kind of in a bad state right now. You know, it's not the best. It's pretty weak. She's like, well, I don't think that's true. I'm like, all right, well, you know, that's Ex- just, just explain your position. Yep. Um, so and I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, they got like drag shows on base and they're like using, you know, drag queens to recruit and, you know, and all this other stuff. She's like, yeah, but that's just like for entertainment stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but the military shouldn't be paying for it. So that's not, it's not okay. And then, so yeah. when, so what I found out as I'm like observing and she kind of got a little fired up and I was like, I was like, she's like, and I don't, she's like, I love everyone. So I'm not, I, you know, and, and I'm like, okay. I was like, I do too, but I'm talking about like real, like reality. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. so she's like, she's like, well, my, she's like, my dad is retired from the Navy. And she's like, points at him because he's wearing like a retired Navy hat. Like, duh. Yeah. And he's with a dude on the other side. So like, I heard the other dude talk because they showed up before she did. And they were talking about the whistle pig whiskey. So a lot of people don't know what a whistle pig is, but it's basically like a prairie dog. But that's what they uh, they call them. They call them whistle pigs, like in certain states, like in Idaho, mm-hmm. they call them whistle pigs, and they just shoot them like for their rodents. Yeah. So, anyways, the, I heard the dude talk with her dad. So I yeah. assume I just kind of put two and two together that they're gay. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like, it's not a thing. It's not something. I'm not upset about it. I don't care. You know, there's they're not like making out in front of children. It's not a thing I have an issue with, right? It's not yeah. my not my life. It doesn't impact me at all. 
So when I bring up the stuff about them having the drag shows on the military bases, and I'm like, that's inappropriate, and the taxpayer dollars shouldn't be funding that, and it shouldn't be on a military installation. And she's like, well, I just think that they should just let them be whoever they want to be, and they want to like have these shows for entertainment purposes. And I'm like, yeah, but they shouldn't be funded with taxpayer dollars. Like, it's just that's just the way. Yeah. That's just yeah. that's just it. I was like, and it shouldn't be on base. If they want to do it, they can go off base. But she has no, yeah. she has no concept of the military. She isn't, she wasn't understanding exactly what it is because she all, because I also made a comment about Marines, and then she got really upset about, like, me saying like whatever I said about the Marines and the Navy, like, like what are you, what are you freaking out about? Like this is, this is how we talk about each other. Like this normal. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. a new thing. Like I'm not being disrespectful. They say the same stuff about the army. And then we say the same stuff about that. If it's not new, it's not yeah. new and it's not disrespectful. That's just the way we are. That's the camaraderie yeah. that we have being in the military. Yeah. It's just normal. Like we call it Coast Guard Navy light. Yeah. Or I do. I made that up actually. <laughs> Navy light. Navy light. So, so yeah. So she was like getting all upset and I'm like, what is going on? And then, so then like the dude, there was another dude, a black dude from South Carolina came in and uh he sat in between us and he was super cool um and then he kind of like went went down the road with like we're talking about guns or whatever and he was like yeah he's like i just can't carry one in south carolina because you know i'm black and i'm like okay so i'm sitting in the trump hotel at the bar and i'm drinking diet coke and i'm like these two individuals are clearly not in a hotel in which they should be because i mean it's a, it's whatever like if you despise this ideology so much yeah why are you you're literally giving him money like yeah your I'm, dollars I Trump, blah, blah 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 but i'm gonna pay 150 dollars a night to stay in a hotel with his name on the side yeah not not and, a small and, name on the side no it's huge and i'm so i'm sitting i'm trying to figure all this out and i'm like i don't understand this is even a conversation that I'm having with people in this hotel, right? So the dude goes up because they were catching, they, they, they both flew out last night. So the dude gets, the dude gets up. He's like, I got to go pack and get my cousins, whatever. And then homegirl was all like, I'm going to go and get ready because they had a flight. And I'm like, Okay, so then the bartender dude comes back, and I'm like, dude, that chick. And then the Navy, the guy, her dad was like, I think he, I thought he heard me. And he was like, what? He's, I think he said something like, what about my daughter or something like that? And, oh, but, he, I guess, I, but I don't, but then he didn't say anything. So, cause like I kind of heard him say something, and then I, I immediately stopped talking and started talking about something else. And then, and then he told the, so then he bought me a beer. He's like, I want to buy this dude a beer because he's in the military, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, that's not necessary. And he's like, it's fine. Just do it. Cause they're here for a jewelry convention. So yeah, they're balling, I guess. But at any rate, I noticed that the two guys, the one dude, you could tell he was kind of, yeah, you know, little, you know, flamboyant or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It doesn't impact my life whatsoever. Right. So I say, I shake the dude's hand. Dude's got like the softest hands I've ever felt in my life. So, you know, I'm like, thanks, man. Not that it matters. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> He's like super nice. <laughs> so then 
this Italian dude shows up and sits where the dude's daughter was sitting right next to him. So the guy, the older dude, the Navy guy, like kind of goes over and he's like talking to him. Hey. And then the, the Italian, the Italian dude's Italian Italian. Like he's got an yeah. accent and everything. So I'm like, I heard his accent and I'm like, okay. And he's like, Oh, where are you? the other dude's like, where are you from? He's like, Oh, I'm from Valencia, but I live in Florida and blah, blah, whatever. And um, the dude's like rubbing his back. Like, and the Italian guy's like, scooting away from him kind of like this but he's like on his phone so he's like he's like this at the bar and he's kind of like doing one of these things but he's still oh. on the bar stool and it's like it's and he was like going down his back like so i'm watching this and i'm like because italians don't like that at all no no so i'm like so i'm watching and i'm like oh this isn't gonna be good so anyway so the navy dude kind of got upset because homeboy was on his phone and he's like well he's like i'm not going to talk to you anymore if you're going to be on your phone he's like okay that's okay and then he kind of scooted over a little bit and i was like what is going on and this is all like in this is all in like an hour and a half (laughs) so then and it was like starting to get late because i wanted to come up and i was gonna watch this tv show that my bartender dude told me about so i'm sitting there I know, I know the dude's Italian. The bartender dude's like, hey, man, you want some bar food? Like some, you know, trail mix or whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. The Italian guy's still sitting there. And I was like, so I'm like, buonasera, which is, you know, good evening in Italian because my mom's Italian. And he's like looking at me like, para Italian. I'm like, poco, you know, just whatever. And he's all like looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm white, right? I don't look Italian. Like it was just whatever. <laughs> Just like when I speak Filipino to the people, they're like, oh, you're white. Yeah, I understand that. But like, you know, <laughs> I sprechen Z the lingity. <laughs> you know, so. So point, there's really no point to this, but I could see that the dude was super uncomfortable. So in the whole grand scheme of things, it I don't like I literally said what you said to the lady. I was like. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. Like I, I have nothing against the people, but the behavior is not okay. Like that behavior of them doing the drag shows and stuff in front of the children is not okay. It, it should not be done. If it's, if it's going to be done, it needs to be done in an adult establishment where only adults have access to it. Yeah. Because at that point, they're able to make their own decision, and that's something yep. that they're choosing to do. Yep. And they, you know, whether they believe in God or not that's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with later on. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was at with that. And I was like, so I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not arguing. Like, I don't care enough to argue. Yeah. Like you're not going to get an um, argument out of me. Yeah. Not at, a, not, especially not at a, like at a hotel bar like this, you know, that doesn't make, it's, it's stupid. So that's where I was at with that whole thing. And I'm like, man, so I told my, I texted Aaron when I got back up here and I was like, remind me to tell you the story about the night at the bar <laughs> the first night. Cause I'm going to go back down there tonight and spend an hour or two down there to see if some other stuff happens. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah, like, it, was, there, it was pretty interesting. Like it was pretty interesting. And I was like, man, like this is it's kind of goofy, but like, this is, this is only, and for one thing, this only in America, is this going to be a thing, right? Yep. Because in the majority of other countries in the world, the freedoms are not there. Like mm-hmm. you can't go into a place and for what, like, for example, this, we're talking about this, the black dude, Cedric next to me, who was like talking about guns. I had to show him what Sedona was. He had no idea what Sedona was. 
Yep. Because he was showing me these rocks that he hiked in the like around here, and I was like, "That's nothing, dude." Like, you ever been to Sedona? And he's like, well, "I've never even heard of that." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. So I showed him, and he's like taking screenshots on his phone because he's like, "Yeah, show me. Type it in. Show me." And I'm like, "Look." And he's like, "Holy smokes!" He's like, "I was like, yeah, man." He's like, "I'm gonna go to Phoenix on vacation next time." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> It's Phoenix, like, but the <laughs> same reason why people come. Same reason why people come to Vegas for vacation. I don't understand any of it. Yeah, no, you know. So, um, but <clears throat> all that aside, I made it a point, and I was and I was making it a point to try not to cuss. Yep. And because I'm trying to like you know do the whole better thing. Yep. Um, I only had the drinks because so the Cedric dude bought me a shot of tequila, which we sipped. So that was whatever. And yeah. then the other dude bought me the beer. And so I was trying to make it a point to like be cognizant of what I was doing and trying to have an impact on those people based yep. on my conversations with them. Yeah. You know, like, cause I wasn't going to tell Cedric, like, dude, it doesn't matter that you're black. Like, you can carry a gun it's legal you know whatever but i didn't want to i didn't want to get into it yep you know what i mean and then the same thing with the chick she's like oh yeah this but she was kind of a a moron i would uh make some educated assumptions just based on this conversation remotely about her so and then because she blatantly was like i don't even like trump the only reason i'm even here is because i had a good rate on the rooms and then i get into the room and i see there's like a kitchenette and I'm like, okay, not too bad. Like that's ridiculous. That's like, that's a silly, what? That's a silly thing to say. Why would you even? Why even bring it up? It doesn't even make any yeah. sense. It's like so, just assuming that you're some pro-Trump fanatic. Exactly, but that's what she said. That's what she implied. She was like, "Yep." And I can already tell what you and I, and I'm like, "It's like whatever, dude." You, there's other trains of thought than the two schools of thought that people I know, have. man. So I'm it's like, like, I don't get it. But. Yeah. I mean, really though, like what you're trying to do there is like, I mean, that's what Jesus did, bro. Like you're not going to have meaningful conversations and get to know other people unless you are intentionally putting yourself in a position to have those conversations. So like, I mean, even like what you're saying, the intent is, you know, cuss, don't cuss to be an example of how you're living your life. All those things are sowing seeds. And when those conversations go that direction and you start being able to have like, you know, heavenly style conversations, like that's how you set it up, right? Like the dude sitting in the bar dropping F this, F that, you know, F you, yeah, 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 all that stuff. But then like a conversation comes at him and they start telling people about Jesus. Automatically, there's going to be questions with someone who doesn't know who Christ is. Okay, well, you're, you look just like the world. You sound like the world. You like embody what the world stands for. But then you're telling me that you serve this thing. You serve this God. So I feel like setting yourself up for those conversations, that's good, dude. Have those conversations. Plus, like, where at are you? Where else in the world are you going to be where there's like the entire world converges on one city? Dude, and you could for real. like literally talk. I mean, who knows who you're going to talk to? I mean, you yeah. could be a dude from south africa also a guy from you know the czech republic you know all in the same place like all over the country all over the world goes to las vegas so no no that's cool man i feel like that's the uh i mean i wasn't like i wasn't like evangelizing or anything 
Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's what I was doing. Not at all. But but by the way, I was trying to have the car. I was trying to make it a point to not because like I could have easily been like, you're dumb as hell. Like, yeah, you know, you know what you're talking about. Stop yep. talking, you know, or whatever. Yep. And I'm like, she's like, I'm not trying to get into an argument. I'm like, it's like, you can say whatever you want. I have no problems. Like it doesn't yep. impact me in the slightest. And she, you could see she was kind of getting upset about it. Like that. I wasn't like, you were not fighting at the lure. Like I wasn't like jumping at it because I don't care. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're, if it, if it would have went another way, like if for whatever reason she would have said something about abortion or whatever, then, it, then there's an issue, right? Obviously, yep. because I have, to, that's a conversation that I have to have. I yeah. can't, I can't let people get away with thinking that it's okay to kill babies because they are inconvenient for that person at that time. Like that's yeah. silly. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So I, that's something that I have to say, whether they agree with me or not, is not my problem, but yeah. I have to let them know, like, like you're legitimately killing children. And yeah. then I'm going to, then, and then I would have got it to the point where it's like, let me guess. You want to be, you want to do gun bans. You want to ban guns. Right. Because they're killing children at schools. Yep. Right. So you're pro children in this aspect, but you just kill all of them in this other aspect before they even get a chance to breathe. Realistically, if you want to think about it logically, that's what you're doing. Like you're, you're totally contradicting yourself. And that's something that I bring up a lot. It's like, you can't be super pro abortion and be like, well, it's, they're not even, they're not even humans yet. They're not even whatever. And then be super anti-gun because, oh, there's so many children that are getting killed in the schools because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like, dude, pick a side. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're not, you don't make sense. Like you're totally <laughs> contradicting yourself. Yep. So if dude, that would have come up, that would have been a thing. I would have loved to have seen you in a heated, like debate and argument, like before you sold out for Jesus, bro, that would have been the most entertaining thing to watch. I, I still probably wouldn't a- have done it. I still probably wouldn't have had an argument because it's just not, I, I, I don't care enough. No, I, I mean, in that regard. Yeah. But I'm talking about like, just as someone got hit a topic that you just couldn't let go pre Jesus, man, that would have been, I w- but I would have fly on the wall. Yeah. I would have been, I would argue my points are the same. They haven't changed. Like when I started going to church again and, you know, started being active in the church and stuff, I didn't like automatically become yeah, pro-life and, mm-hmm. you know, because it's always been a thing. Yep. At a certain I mean, point, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess like if they're this big, then it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But it's like now we're taking taking the scope of it and saying okay look if you're not ready to have a child do not have sex period yep period and i've even gotten into conversations with with females on the internet which is so stupid like why would i even do that like on a post or something and they're like you can't say that you're a man you blah 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 it's my body my choice and i'm like okay and but just don't have sex. If you're not ready to have a child, wait until you're married. Yep. Well, that's stupid. What's stupid about it? X you're plus taking y all the risk away. 
Yep. You're taking away all the risk. If yep. you just don't have sex, baby's not gonna happen. You're not married. Yep. yep. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like for real, it's, it's I'm like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like this this whole crazy nonsense that's going on in the world today. It's like I saw a freaking thing on Instagram was like this black chick with her little baby, and it's like oh a gay baby, gay baby, and it's like dude, now that you're gonna make your child grow up to be gay, why would you want them to have that difficult of a life? Yeah, you know, like, like that's so ridiculous. Because it's cool now, man. Like this whole thing, it's just insane. Do you kind of like going back to like what we were talking about before? Like, look at the culture around us, bro. Like Satan is in our face everywhere we go. Darkness is everywhere you look. I mean, you're in freaking Las Vegas. You can't walk down the strip without seeing like titties on the ground on some, you know, stripper card or something, dude. Like it's everywhere. When there's a I huge mean, strip club right next to me, there's like the <laughs> biggest dispensary in the world is right there. It's yeah, like, like it's everywhere. Sin and City. it's like, literally, like you can't go too far without, and you almost have to go, it's more intentional not to fall into that. You have to be more intentional and on your guard than to be off your guard. Cause if you just, if you're off your guard, you just walk right into it. Yeah. And it's like darkness literally is everywhere. And like the, the more this thing shakes out, the more I just, I've been praying like, Lord, let me believe and have such faith that. I'm going to see these giants slain that I'm going to see darkness crumble that dark, the mm-hmm. kingdom of darkness fall, dude, like that your, your standard of righteousness be re- restored through your church, through your people. And it's like, I mean, even in that book, when you get to it, man, it's going to be, there's some just earth shattering truths in there, bro. Like that just challenge you and in, in how you think and perceive. And it's like, man, break off that mentality that thinks we can't do it that somehow the kingdom of darkness is so much bigger that we just can't, we can't overthrow it. Jesus came to overthrow the kingdom of darkness. And it's like these, these things that were just like, Oh, it's the end times. Is he, I mean, people have been saying it's the end times forever. Yeah. Our goal still needs to be your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our mission and commands don't change. What Jesus said didn't change. go, into all the, you know, go into all the world and make disciples. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're called to do. Our call is to seek and save the lost and to be a representative of heaven here on earth, period. And to believe that that kingdom of heaven succeeds in everything. So if we're going to be radical enough to believe like, boom, we're going to see abortion end or, or we're going to see, you know, this woke movement. But it kind, of, it kind of is ending. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, in Idaho, so- at least it's illegal now. And it's like to to believe that we're going to see the giants of our age fall. You know what I'm saying? Like be radical yeah. enough to believe those giants will fall. And we just had a pretty interesting conversation, Amanda and I, about generations, right? Like how many times have you heard? I know that I'm guilty of even speaking it from the pulpit is, oh, this next radical movement of God's going to come from the youth. Or it's going to come from this this next generation. And when speaking that, essentially what you're saying is, the prior generations aren't aren't good enough to see the next yeah. move of God when it really needs to be the generation from old to young yeah. was built for such a time as this. This generation as a collective whole will see the kingdom of heaven advance in the op- in the face of opposition. And it's like 
man, Lord, let me believe just radically for stuff like that, dude. Like, I want to see those things happen. That stuff gets me excited, dude. Like, Jesus, show your power. Flow through your church in such a way that, like, it's a common occurrence that, oh, you know, this, oh, this guy, you know, has had a back issue forever. I brought him to service on Sunday. This Joe Schmo in the front row over here prayed for him and he was healed. Like, but let healings be so just commonplace that like, let's move on to the next. Like, oh, what else do you have in store? Oh, this guy's struggling with demonic oppression or possession. Let's cast out the demon, but let's, let's see the kingdom of heaven. As Christ said, he said, you're the things that you saw me do. You're going to do these things and more Lord. Let me see the more let's start doing the things you did Jesus. And let me see the more, you know what I mean? That's my prayer, dude. It's like as a church, as men, particularly and women, but particularly the men, let the men rise up. Like we were talking about, take their rightful place in leading their homes and leading in churches and really in submission and nearness to Jesus. And like, let's not watch this world just turn on fire for Jesus, dude. Like, you know, we pray for revival. We pray for revival. Lord, send revival, send revival. Instead of praying, Lord, let light me so, so on fire for you that when I walk into a place that's dry, that things can bust. Like, Lord, this, this whole world's dry. Like, let me be so set on fire with Jesus that when I walk into a place that doesn't know him yet, just the presence of Jesus coming off and through me sets their spirits on fire. That's the revival I want to see is a whole bunch of men rise up and pray to be so set on fire that the world, the only option for the world is to change when they start meeting this, this, the, the, this generation of men old and new, so set on fire that it's going to cause people to, to be inspired, to be sparked to flame and their faith reignited in Christ. Like, that's what I want. That's what I'm praying for. That's going to be sick. I'm excited for that, dude. Like, it's going like, to be so sick. I'm excited, <laughs> but it's like, man, like, dude, we just got to do it. Like put in the freaking work and let's do it. We have a mission. We have our orders. Let's get to it. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, I was just trying to bunch of stuff uh, going on with everything. Like, uh, so for example, not, not the same subject, kind of like completely off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so one of my, one of my coworkers, um, she's on FMLA cause she had a, she had previously a tumor in her head that was removed. Mm-hmm. I had another one that was in there that she was removed. She's Catholic. She's, she's pretty adamantly Catholic, um, you know, whatever. Um, so she's on FMLA. She had the surgery, but you know, not like, I, I don't remember to pray for people that often. Like, it's just not, yeah. it's not a normal thing for me to do just yet, mm-hmm. but I try to remember when I can. And if I, and when I do remember, then, you know, obviously I do it. Um, so that all the cells were dead cancer cells that, the radiation had already taken care of and they just had a, had clumped together or so, I don't know, something like some weird yeah. thing. So it was no, nothing bad. So they removed it. Um, so she's good to go. And then my other coworker, she's on FMLA because her daughter has cancer. Oh, no. Um, she's in Texas actually. Um, she's in hospice. So they call it. So my, she's, she's in her late fifties, maybe early sixties. I don't know. 
So her daughter is not very young, but still her daughter. Right. So, yeah. so the hospice called him and was like, Hey, um, she's probably not going to make it very much longer. You guys might want to come. And so they kind of like just jumped in the car and took off yeah. her husband. Um, and so I, when I got a text from my other coworker, Christine, who had the tumor, I told her about Cheryl's daughter, the other lady. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what's going on. And I basically was bringing it up. Like, let's keep praying for her because I don't know how much of a believer she is, but do we have like the idea that everyone gets their last chance, yep. you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I feel like even the way we pray should be because it is God's desire and will to heal, right? That's, that's, yeah. it says in Isaiah 53, it says by your stripes, we were healed. Not if, not, and, or maybe it's like, we were healed. When we get into the heavens, the heavenly place, we're healed. The healing has already happened. I've been praying for healing often but praying lord i already know you've healed us let that healing transcend the line of eternity and step into our timeline here in humanity and it's like you know whether her she her healing is in in heaven or it's going to be here on earth like it's happened and dude even you know we've talked about the last firing synapse of your brain you have the to the ability i mean when we get to heaven when we get to heaven, we are going to be extremely like like shocked almost by, oh man, you're here too? Like, holy crap, you made it, bro? You know what I mean? Because like, you can be like, dude, last time I seen you, you... you <laughs> just going to be like, oh. <laughs> Exactly, dude. I'm just like, okay, okay. But dude, really, it's the last firing synapse. So hope is hope. Like there, that salvation... That Jesus's plan is to seek and save all that are lost. Like he left the 99 to search the one, right? Yeah. So I feel like the way, even when God brings it to remembrance to pray for her daughter and, and these, in these things and, and for your coworker and her daughter, right? Like it needs to be like, Lord touch, let the healing, let your healing hand transcend yeah. eternity and drop into their timeline right now as to show your power here on earth. Can you hear uh, the train? No. Okay. Yeah, no, this no, thing's pretty good. There's a trick tra- it's super. Can you not hear <laughs> no. that? No, yeah, hold on. No, dude, no train. Can you hear it? Yeah, it's loud. It's louder than the one by my house because it's literally like right there. Right there. <laughs> dude, so, that was the, yeah, dude, that, that was the craziest thing in Texas, though, is like hearing trains all the time because there's tracks. Yeah, everywhere. and they're not necessarily close, but they're. They're everywhere. It's flat. I mean, like where where our cousin's house is over there is like, I mean, it's probably one like three quarters of a mile away, maybe not too far, yeah, but like they close. ran, they ran all the time, and yeah. then like when the wind would shift, you could hear like all the horns. They're like, and just like then you hear the other one, and it was like they were just following the sound. It was pretty cool, dude. I, I'm ready to move to Texas, actually. Really? Yeah, I'd move to Texas in a second, dude. In a second. If we had the kids full time, it's worth it. Just outside of Fort Worth, like Saginaw area. South? 
Yeah, I, I want to be kind of towards hill country, dude. I want to have a little bit of trees, not just, you know, big grass. But oh, man. Dude, then it. you guys, so you guys need to go on a trip and go somewhere like east of Dallas, southeast of Dallas, like near Waco. Uh-huh. Not We, we not drove Austin. towards Waco. But like Austin is, I wish it wasn't Austin because it's like so, it's so beautiful there. Like, yeah. If you go east of Austin, like towards College Station, like Texas A&M area, uh-huh. man, it's, that whole area, like if you look at like a like a global, not a global, but if you look like a satellite imagery of Texas, uh-huh. right, from like probably a hundred miles west of Dallas, right down the middle, this side's green, this side's brown. <laughs> That's insane. Look at, I'm serious. Look at, I'm gonna, it I'm, do it. I'm gonna, do it, do it. I'm gonna do it. Do it. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna have to go check but, this uh, out right quick. Yeah, like I, I dig Texas. Like I used to despise Texas just because everyone's like, "Oh, I'm from Texas. Texas, everything's bigger. Texas, Texas, yeah, Texas, Texas, yeah." Texas. yeah. Like, if dude, I hear, shut, if shut I hear up. every, if I hear everything's bigger in Texas one more time, I might cry. Yeah. Oh, she, so like, and then my wife walks past and goes, "And better." Yeah, I don't think so. Don't she, think she's so. from Texas, dude. So you're not gonna. Yeah, that's well, not accurate. Oh, they dude, just... it is like like a legit line. Yeah. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah. So they literally just permitted like constitutional carry like last year. They're like the 15th state ranked in gun rights. So no, everything's not better in Texas. Actually, that <laughs> actually as- that specific aspect is better in Arizona, which is unfortunate because Arizona's kind of turning into a dump. Yeah, it's, you know, around here is like I'm like, come on, bro. Like, what the heck is happening right here? Like, dude, uh, you know, Cafe Boa for uh, like 51st and Elliot, like by Sakana. Yes. Okay. Someone broke in, but they didn't break in through the front. They literally tore out the side wall to break into Cafe Boa. Why? I don't know, bro. To get food? I was like, I I haven't I, something. I was like. What the heck? But dude, that's happening all the time. Oh yeah, so then they broke the wall down. So they broke inside wall and then tore down the wall between Sakana and Cafe Boa to get into both restaurants. Like what is happening? Whatever. This is that's this dumb. is Arizona. This is Awatuki. All right, my guy, let's pray this thing out, dude. I'm glad I got to freaking finally catch up with y'all. What was that? You me I thought you, or are you, gonna do you it? broke it. You do it, bro. I'm going to see you. Do I don't it, really dude. want to. All right, dude, I'll do it. Jesus, right. we just come before you and just thank you for who you are, God. What an honor it is to have brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, Lord, to just to bear one another's burdens, God, to be accountant, to hold each other accountable, both in righteousness and to call each other up and out. And Lord, we surrender to you. Thank you for this platform that you're using. And just uh, thank you for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. And for everyone else, follow us, the God Guns and Family Podcast, Instagram, and God Guns and Family uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Send all your questions. Can't wait to hear you. Yeah, and share this thing. Share this yeah, podcast share with everywhere. your friends and your family, bro. Yeah, send it away. All right, y'all. Yeah, you, have a, yeah, you do. You, you sign yeah. us out. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I was just, just, yeah, man. Just uh, get it. Get it did. Get it did. We love you guys. I love you, bro. Love you I miss you. Love you more. I miss you too, bro.
Sammy Sosa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Later. Later, bro. <laughs>